everybody. Welcome to another fun episode of Do the Woo. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brad Williams, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Bob WP. Hey, Bob. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's always good to be here, especially when I don't when I have electricity. It's even better. That's right. We're recording a day later because Bob lives on an island in the middle of nowhere, and if someone sneezes, it knocks out the internet. <laughs> I get that right? Right. Except it's it's on the beach, actually. It's not an island. Well, it's a peninsula, you know, if you want to get technical. But yeah, it's basically the ocean sneezes, and that's what happened. <laughs> the ocean sneezes. There you go. So, well, we're glad we were able to make this. We got a really fun show today. Before we get into it, definitely want to thank our sponsors. Um, as always, we have WooCommerce. Maybe you've heard of it. I hope so. That's what this podcast is all about. Go to WooCommerce.com. A lot of great uh, resources over there. Um, and obviously check out the uh, product because that's what we talk about every day on this show. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to one of our newer sponsors, PayPal. Um, and we had a great episode. What was that? Two two weeks ago? Three weeks? It's all times kind of blurring together for me. But I had a really cool episode um, about PayPal not too long ago. And we really dug into their pay in four um, service that they offer now, which I think anyone running a store or even if you're an implementer, you support a store, it's something you should bring to the to the store owners as an option, because if you accept PayPal, this is already available to you. Um, and it basically allows your customers to uh, buy something and pay it off in four payments. Um, and PayPal takes all the uh, risk and responsibility around that. So you get paid in full and PayPal handles um, collecting the payments from the customer. So kind of a no-brainer if you run a store and you accept paypal definitely looking at that pay in four from paypal so let's dive in i'd like to officially welcome our guest sarah rennick to the show hey sarah how you doing i'm doing pretty good how are you doing good we're excited to have you um it sounds like you have a fun detailed story about how you got into woocommerce so we're very excited to hear how you do the woo so yeah, I'm going to give the detailed version of how I got into WooCommerce, which of course starts with WordPress. Uh, so I started using Woo WordPress, because it's better to say WooPress. <laughs> uh, I started using WordPress in 2006 because my mom uh, had a blog that she started in 1997. And then when WordPress came out, she was like, I'm going to move to it. Wow. Um, I was getting interested in web development around... 2004 ish. So she was like, Hey, why don't you try this? So I set up my first WordPress site. I uh, got started with that and basically just have been using it ever since. I started going to WordCamps in like 2010 ish. Uh, so I've been around for a little bit. Um, but I had been working at a job that was front end development, not for WordPress stuff, but uh, I got that job like right out of college. I went to college for something called digital media, which is like game development. Uh, and coding and uh, stuff like that and some like video stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, got a job, was there for like five years, uh, got laid off from that job. And then I was like, I'm going to get a remote job in WordPress. Uh, and I was looking at all these like different jobs uh, online. And I found this company called Prosperous that their job ad really intrigued me. and. They are a company that developed WooCommerce subscriptions and they had support openings. So I applied for one of those because I was like, this company sounds awesome. And I've I've used WooCommerce before, but I hadn't like, I, I think I built like a one site that had WooCommerce on it. So I was like, oh, this is something new. Cause I was like, let's start a new job that's on like 
something that I haven't used much before. So got that job. And that's how I got into WooCommerce. That's actually a pretty cool story. So you've been, obviously, like you said, you've been around the WordPress space for quite a while. Maybe we go back to, you said your mom had a blog in 1997. She's like a trendsetter because that was... yes. That's early. Like, I don't know anyone that had a blog back then. That's early. Like, I, I'm. Uh, can we just talk about that for a minute? I'm very curious about one, what your mom was blogging about and how, how was she doing it? Do you, do you know what service she was using at the time? I don't even know what was available back then. I can't remember. But yeah, she started a blog in 1997. Her and my dad met going to college for uh, programming, like computer programming. Uh, met, had some kids, got married, all that stuff. Uh so she started a blog because she was like, hey, this internet thing, I could like start a blog. And the things she would post about is um, I was homeschooled along with all of my siblings. So she would post about things we were doing, updates for family, like homeschooling stuff. Um, eventually, she went on to start a multi-site network. So it'd be similar to WordPress.com, but just for homeschoolers. So people could go sign up for a free homeschooling blog, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. cool. Um, but yeah, she's just posting about Sometimes the things she'd post about would be funny. Like there was a post that was um, house rules, which were things like no playing with string longer than six feet, no live or dead things in the house. I like it. That's awesome. I think uh, it, so. It's almost inevitable that you were going to end up in WordPress. Yes. Knowing that story, like it, the, you, the path to get you on WordPress started way back in 1997, maybe before that. But um, the fact that your mom was blogging uh, kind of at the start of all of it, to be honest, like I, did, I actually started WordPress when you said 2006. That's when I started and it was to start a blog. So I didn't start a blog until 2006. And I knew I was way behind. I felt behind at the time, like everybody had a blog. But in 97. Yeah. That was that's some old school blogging right there. It's probably very much just straight up writing HTML files and uploading them <laughs> to the surf. I'm pretty sure that's how it started. Yeah, it was just HTML files. But yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Thanks for sharing. And and then you mentioned uh, on your path was Prosperous, which is a, a company I'm familiar with. I know Brent, um, uh, the owner of Prosperous, and um, the subscriptions uh, extension that you mentioned, I think, is one that anyone that's worked with WooCommerce is probably somewhat familiar with. It's probably crossed their paths a few times because it's, I mean, I don't know if it still is. Maybe you know this, but it, well, at the time, it was like the most popular uh, commercial extension that WooCommerce had for years. I'm assuming it still is. Yeah. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. So. As far as I know, anyways. Yeah, so that was the. If you're not familiar, it's basically the uh, the uh, WooCommerce extension uh, that allows you to have paid subscriptions, um, and it works really well. And it works really well with other extensions, which is probably even a bigger benefit. It just works well in the Woo- WooCommerce ecosystem, which I'm sure was a big part of why uh, Automatic uh, purchased or acquired Prosperous and wanted to bring that in house um, so they could help kind of shape the future of of that product as well. So um, I'm curious. So what, in terms of automatic, I know your official title is support engineer. Is that right? Happiness engineer. Um, Happiness engineer. Sorry. That's like the public title. You can yeah. pick your own like internal title. So mine's internet wizard. <laughs> I like that. So what kind of happiness um, are you actually officially like in your profession, like at automatic for your day job? Are you supporting WooCommerce or? Yes. Yeah. So basically, WooCommerce Core, uh, all of the extensions that we have on the marketplace, um, any of them that are owned by WooCommerce, we do support for. Uh, any third-party ones, we do the pre-sales questions for. So that's like a lot of extensions to know about. Um, I obviously kind of specialize in subscriptions. So I also spend a lot of time like 
talking to people. If someone's like, hey, can anybody do this in subscriptions? I'm like, mm -hmm. I know the answer. Um, I also am a co-lead of our documentation team, which means that me and a team of happiness engineers kind of make sure the documentation doesn't blow up or anything. The thankless job of documentation. We've talked about that in the past, haven't we, Bob? It's uh, one of the most important things and in, in, in the, the most overlooked things in software development um, is documentation. It's a thankless job. So thank you for leading that because... People need documentation. I need documentation. It's and it's helpful, right? So it gets people to, on the platform. It gets them comfortable with the platform that they know there's good docs out there. So, um, so you're on the front lines of support. That's always an interesting place to be because you hear everything. Yeah. You hear a lot of stuff, right? And it probably come a lot of it coming from a point of frustration, um, uh, you know, because obviously when you reach out to support, generally something's not working right, or you have questions, or whatever. You can think of a million different reasons, but. Um, I'd just, I, I'd love to know, like by and large, um, you know, the people that come to support, look for support and help, you know, what's your takeaway on, in terms of their, uh, their outlook on WooCommerce, um, you know, whether they, you know, and I know it's, it, it is a bit of a general answer because you're talking about a, lot, a large group of people, but is there, do you see some kind of a sense like, you know, by and large, most people really love it. They just get stuck in a few places or is it just, does it come from a point of frustration because the product itself is too confusing or, you know, is it somewhere in the middle? I'm just curious, like if you, if you have a pulse on, if you could say like an average support, you know, customer or, or client, like what are you, what are you hearing? Most people really like WooCommerce. Like sometimes I'll get down a support interaction and they're just like, love WooCommerce, love your support. This is great. It's a great platform. Uh, generally people that come in that might have an issue that's frustrating them or they're like, this is really like way too complex. It's not with WooCommerce core. It's like with a particular extension, like for example, sometimes subscriptions. It's like, why are my renewals blowing up or something like that? And mm -hmm. for me, it's lucky that I usually know the answer. <laughs> um, I can understand why it's sometimes frustrating because people are like, I didn't get all my payments this month or whatever. But um, there's definitely one of the good things about subscriptions is there's way to get ways to get those payments. So that's uh, super useful to know. Yeah. And I would imagine a lot of that's educational too, because you mentioned like the frustration of it's not WooCommerce, it's a plugin, it's an extension, maybe one probably not um, official, right? Like it's maybe a third party offsite and that starts wreaking havoc. Like that's a common struggle with just WordPress in general. Mm -hmm. I'm sure as you know, being, being on support and, and working with WordPress as long as you have, um, you know, WordPress can get a bad rap sometimes for things that are completely out of its own control, <laughs> you know, which is, isn't really fair, but um, it's just kind of the world we live in. So a lot of that's just kind of educating, you know, the masses on, well, yeah, there is a problem, but it's not actually WooCommerce. It's this or it's that. I, I, I remember Matt Mullenweg years ago explained, and I don't know why this stuck with me, but it kind of lines up with what you're saying. Um, he talked about why you ever see the, the air, the air connecting to a database message on WordPress. Yeah. Like if that ever, if WordPress can't connect to the database, it's just literally text on the screen. Yes. That says like error establishing a database connection. There is nothing that is literally just big text on the screen. And somebody asked the question of why didn't, why isn't that branded? Why isn't it say like WordPress and here's the problem and make it look really good. And he said, the pro the challenge is um, if we did that, then everyone would make the assumption that WordPress broke, right? Something's wrong with WordPress when it's actually not WordPress's fault. It just can't connect to the database. So he's like, it was a conscious decision not to brand that as WordPress because it would, it would fuel that negativity around, Oh, 
the site's down. Word, WordPress is terrible. You know, it's got these problems and it must be something to do with WordPress. Like, nope, just keep it generic. Data can't find the database. Let's not blame anybody here. Like, go fix your, you know, go fix your connection. And uh, so that kind of always stuck with me when people talk about WordPress getting a bad rap for, you know, maybe some bad code that was put in there. Thanks to our sponsor, PayPal. In time for the holiday season, PayPal has launched a new pay later option called Pay In For. This means that your clients can offer their customers the option to purchase over time in four interest-free payments. This feature is one of two options from PayPal for pay later, with the other being PayPal Credit, which gives store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. The second option is subject to consumer credit approval. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they're more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or cost. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the Marketplace at WooCommerce.com. Just head on over, click Marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout. Suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. Thanks to PayPal for being a community sponsor for Do The Woo. And now let's head back on over to the conversation. I'm curious, going back to when you joined Prosperous and you said that you know, it appealed to you. Was that your first experience going in full-time? It sounded like you went into support at Prospice. Was that your first yeah. experience doing that? Yeah. So before that, I worked at an agency that uh, built like what their own CMS for people in the fashion industry. And I was basically the person who built all of the websites for these clients and stuff like that. So they had like their own backend CMS. I did all the front end sites. So it was similar to WordPress in that like each like client had like their own folder or whatever that had their custom like theme stuff or whatever in it that I built. And it was connected to a CMS. So like, and like I had built my own like WordPress sites and stuff like that. So I was definitely very familiar with like the structure, but it was the first time that I was like, I have a full-time job doing WordPress stuff. What was your first experience? Not actually literally your first experiences in support but when you got into it did it did it give you know throw you any surprises it was like oh this sounded good and now i kind of have to wrap my brain around this a little bit differently or you know what was that initial uh reaction to dropping into support having done what you did before so I thought it was really cool because uh one of the really nice things about support is most people who work in support are extremely helpful. And if you have questions, even stupid ones, they're totally willing to help you out. So like when I started, there was like a training period and stuff like that. And um, a lot of cases in support, what'll happen is you'll get like paired up with someone and they'll pick tickets for you to answer so that they can kind of be like, hey, answer this. If you have any questions, let me know. And if you're not able to figure it out, usually it's something that they already know the answer to. They can be like, hey, it's this. Um, So I never really found it was like, super challenging or I was like, I don't like this because one of the things I really like is figuring out problems. Like if someone's like, this website's broken, tell me why. I'm like, it's like the best thing to happen to me. So 
we've been talking out for good reason, like a lot about Gutenberg. Um, and especially as it started to kind of make its way into WooCommerce and with the blocks plugin. And, um, I'm curious if you, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people through support or, or just in general of people that are starting to, to use that. Um, what's the general reaction been? I know with WordPress, like when Gutenberg was first rolled out, it was pretty jarring, um, to users that weren't, they didn't know it was coming. Um, you know, and it's, there was a, obviously a learning curve and it kind of really just changed the game in terms of how WordPress works. Now that we're seeing that more in WooCommerce, um, what are people's reactions? Is it positive? Is it negative? Are you getting good feedback? Is it a point of frustration? Like, how are they feeling about the Gutenberg stuff that's starting to come into WooCommerce? I think that people really like it because like, sometimes there will be like experimental blocks released and people will immediately be like, I'm trying to use it. But like it won't work with a specific thing. But since it's ex- an experimental block, like it's not supposed to like, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, like the cart and checkout block, like only supports a certain number of payment gateways that like we've added support for. So sometimes you'll get people who are like, I really want to use this, but I have this other payment gateway and it's not working with it. Uh, I definitely right. think like since Gutenberg is already a thing, like people are just like, cool, like this is just adding on to the experience, but for WooCommerce. Yeah. Yeah. The cart stuff is interesting. We had, what was it Darren on, this is a while back and we were talking about kind of the idea of that coming, um, being able to use Gutenberg around the checkout around the cart. And that was, um, in my mind, a pretty big step forward for Gutenberg in general, because it took the idea of like the block based editor away from the post, you know, and, and content screens and took it into a place of, of that's generally more static. Um, and, but get, giving people the control to actually make some adjustments there um, in very critical pages, right? Like cart and checkout pages are by and large, clearly some of the most important pages on an e-commerce website. Um, if somebody's made the decision to buy, you don't want the cart or the checkout process to become a, a barrier to do that, right? Um, so, but I think it's fascinating to see that, that that's moved in that direction. We're obviously going down that path and see people start to use it and kick the tires a bit. It's been pretty exciting because... Gutenberg has a lot of potential. So to see it kind of creeping out of the post screens and out of the page screens and other areas of WordPress and WooCommerce, um, it's pretty neat to see. So I was just curious if people, and I know a lot of it is, if not all of it, is still kind of opt-in, like you have to install the extension or whatever. But um, I'm sure, like you said, more people are dabbling with it and getting antsy for it to show up. And uh, uh, I guess that's an easy support response, though, when you can just say, yeah, it says right here it's not supported in the documentation. Yeah. (laughs) That is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's an easy answer, right, Bob? <laughs> Did you read the documentation? <laughs> what can I say? I work in support. Yeah, how often do you? What's the old acronym? Uh, RTFM. How often is that the response that you give to people in chat? Never. But like sometimes, like if someone's like, I've read the documentation, but I don't get it. Like that's definitely a case where it's like, yeah. you know, I always say to people, like, here's a documentation link. But I am definitely happy to like walk with you through it because um, I know like sometimes I talk to people and they're they don't even know how to install a plugin. But if they're willing to learn, then it's like, yeah, I'm totally happy to help you. Yeah, that's cool. And um, you said right now you just support the kind of automatic owned um, extensions. I know there's other extensions in there as well, right? Like third, like vetted third party approved extensions as well. So, but those that support's handled via the third party directly is that how that works yeah so if you go to any like page for an extension on woocommerce.com it will say who supports it so it'll either say like supported by woocommerce or like for example memberships is supported by skyverge 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember back when the, the when the marketplace first launched, we had we put a couple extensions in there, my company, and at the time, like all the support was handled by by well, at the time it was Woo Themes. Um, unless it got to a certain level, they had to escalate it back to the developers, and I always thought that was a very risky business model for support. <laughs> like you're going to support the customers for something we built. Okay, cool. All right. As a developer, I was like, that's great. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think if I remember right, we had to pay out more in uh commissions though, uh, because of that, but it made sense, right. Cause they're handling that frontline support. So, but I think that makes a lot more sense to set up that it is now. Like if somebody else built it, then they need to support it. Right. Right. So. That's especially good because then if someone's like, Hey, I found a bug, like, the person who actually developed it, them or their support team is looking at it and they're much more familiar with possible issues and stuff like that. So it's like, right. they're going to figure it out faster usually. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone out there that's thinks, you know, they're, they're maybe with a smaller team or I don't want to say small team, but they're with a yeah smaller team compared to automatic and they're, thinking of, oh, I want to go work for somebody like Automatic that just is large or Automatic. For you, how, you know, both of those, you were remote in both of those positions. How was that transition personally to go from such a, you know, that size of a team at Prosperous to suddenly, even though I'm sure you have, you know, a smaller team you work with, but to be on such a a, a larger team and it, you know, everything's kind of opened up from what you did is prosperous and the products you did there to a lot more products. So just how did that kind of go for you? Uh, it was really good, actually. Um, so I was really worried about joining a larger company because the previous company I worked for, too, was also quite small. There was only about 20 employees. So I was like, man, like I'm joining a company that has a lot of people that work for it. But like the WooCommerce support division itself isn't very large. Um, and a, a good example is like, I will talk about like meetups I've gone to and stuff like that with like the whole company. Also, like my friends here in real life stories. And then I'll be like, oh, like, yeah, my company employs like over a thousand people. And they're like, oh, like, it sounds like, you know, everyone that you work with. And it's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Like all the people who work like in WooCommerce, I'm like, I, I feel like I know all of them and it's really nice. Yeah, that's cool. I was actually interested in that too, Bob. I'm glad you asked that because I think anytime, um, you know, somebody goes, it works at a company, that company's acquired and by a much larger company usually, right? And then they, they uh, that the process of that transition, I think is always interesting because I think initially it can be, I'm sure it's scary, right? Like, well, the company I work for got acquired. What does that mean for me? Um, and which is rightfully so, you know, that's exactly what you should be thinking. Um, and the fact that you stayed clearly kind of speaks to the fact that it must've went well for you because why would you stick around if it didn't? But, um, I'm always fascinated as an outsider looking in when, when those transitions happen, especially to companies I like and respect like Prosperous. So I was glad to see it end up in a good spot. And it seems like by and large, everybody was very happy with that, that, uh, acquisition and went smoothly. Yeah. Again, outside looking in, but it's, it is always fascinating to hear those stories. One of the things that helps a lot too is since WooCommerce was all also acquired, a lot of people were like, hey, like we've been through this, like just, you know, if, if you want to chat or anything, just let me know. Um, so that was really nice. Um, on a couple other things too is uh, the people on our support team mostly stayed on the same team. So like a lot of the people that I worked with at Prosperous are still on the same team that I'm on. 
Um, some of them moved to different teams because of time zones and we've had some new people join our team, which is exciting. Um, and then another thing that actually kind of worked a bit better for me is when I worked at Prosperous, I was the only person in my time zone. Um, and like, so everyone else, like there was one person who lives in Europe who would like, I would come on and they'd be at the end, the end of their day. And then like everyone else that was in the U S would be like, start, you know, a few hours after me or whatever. But now like I have people that are in the same time zone as me <laughs> and lots of people who are like working at the same time as me. And now instead of it being like, Oh, I'm on. And like, everyone isn't on yet. It's like, that's kind of like when the most people are on or like during my working hours. And I'm like, I don't feel alone anymore. Yeah. That actually had to be kind of challenging because it's one thing to be working from home. Um, it's already can be somewhat isolating depending on your setup. You know, if you, you know, obviously right now we're kind of in unique times, but before the pandemic and everything, um, you know, cause a lot of people work at home, their spouses don't, their kids go to school. So you're, you're home alone, right? So your team, your online team is who you, um, like you said, work with, obviously hang out with, or the people you're interacting with. But if you're by yourself all day, yeah, you know, cause your team's in different times. That sounds, that sounds tough to me. Um, that sounds very isolating, and I think just mentally that for, for myself, I think I would, I would struggle with that a bit. Yeah. It was a, not that it was like a really bad situation before, but it was definitely a nice change. And I have people where I'm like, Hey, we're in the same time zone. Isn't that awesome? Because like, um, I'm an hour ahead of Eastern time in the U S so it's not often that people are in the same time zone as me. Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. I think a lot of people probably like just kind of hearing your story of how you, just set your mind to like, I want to, you know, a remote position and you made it happen. I, I, I like stories like that too, where people are just like, you know what, I want to make this happen and I'm going to make it happen. And they do. And then, you know, years down the road, everything's worked out really well. So it's really cool to see. This episode is brought to you by WooCommerce. You may just be starting your journey as a Woo builder or will into that journey, or perhaps you have WooCommerce talents that you want to bring to a team as you look to make a switch in your career. WooCommerce has several roles open that will likely fit your own goals of growth. You'll be joining the larger automatic team, a diverse and distributed group of individuals with a passion for WordPress, and yes, in many cases, WooCommerce. If you are looking to make that career pivot and love working from home, check out all their positions over on our job listings at dothewoo.io. Trust me, I know the company. I know a lot of the people there. It's a smart move. Thanks to WooCommerce.com and their support as a community sponsor. Now let's head back to the show. I want to just swing back one more time to support and kind of overall what people are asking you. Uh, Bob actually has some questions about yeah. his website. He needs yeah, really. I'm, I got my <laughs> list of, um, I think I was trying something with subscriptions. Anyway, no. Um, but seriously, <laughs> uh are you finding, you know, what, where's the balance in support, or maybe you can't really even tell, between people that basically say, okay, you know, how do you do this? And you say, da, 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 you know, you give them maybe two, three steps or something like that, versus this is screwed up and you have to get into the troubleshooting and go through and figure out why it's screwed up. Is more people coming to you on that troubleshooting level versus... I don't quite know how to set up this particular part or this part confuses me. Um, so most of the people that I talk to are kind of like, 
like at least somewhat technical. So usually I can be like, Hey, here's some documentation on troubleshooting because of course there's a whole like guide on troubleshooting in the documentation. And I'm like, if you have any questions about any of these steps, just let me know. But a lot of the time they're like, yeah, it looks good to me. Like I've done this before. Um, or like people will be like, if you tell me how to do it, I can do it. And I'm like, great. Um, the only cases where it's like, you really, uh, like would need to handhold someone, well, handhold, um, would be like, if they're like, I'm a store owner and I have a developer that I work with and they do everything on my website. And like, usually in those cases, they're contacting us because they own the subscription to the plugin so they can access the support. And like, sometimes in cases, what, what I'll do in cases like that is be like, hey, do you want me to make a ticket for you and like put your developer on the ticket so they can handle it for you? And people are usually like, yes, I would love that because I don't want to deal with it because that's what I pay my developer to do. Yeah. I never thought of it that way that, you know, cause I've actually, cause I never had a developer probably I could have used some several times, but that the fact that you do offer that option. I mean, that's, and I, that's, that's a good idea. I, I don't know if there's, you know, every company that has support that has, is thinking that way, but that's something rather than struggling with it, you know, this poor store owner, that's like, what are you talking, which is typically me when support people are talking to me, you know, there's a point where I'm just like, I need to get somebody in here to help me understand even what the heck you're talking about, because it's beyond me at this point. So, so that, yeah, that's pretty cool. As long as people are being nice and willing to learn, I'm like happy to walk anyone through anything because one of the best parts of my day is if someone says to me, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about this. I learned something today. I'm like, totally makes my job awesome to hear something like that. Yeah, I think that's good advice for really anyone. If you're at, you know, support, especially, you know, online support, really anybody, right? Like you want to be nice, you want to be respectful, like don't go in guns blazing, like my site's broke. It's not their fault. They're there to help you. So I always try to make sure I keep that in mind. And even if I'm frustrated, be very respectful of anybody because it goes a long way, right? Just yeah. use and thank yous and, you know, and then, and then they'll probably want to go the extra mile for you versus de- making demands and, True. and talking in all caps and exclamation points. And they're going to be like, you know what? Nope. <laughs> so. Yeah. Basically the nicer you are, the more we will be willing to do for you because definitely like, there's things that are like up to my discretion if I want to like go the extra mile to help you. And if you're being nice, the chances are more likely that I will do that. With the subscription kind of going back that, and that's where your, you know, all your expertise lies. You've been living and breathing that thing for a long time. Are subscriptions kind of at a status quo where they're plugging along and, you know, you don't hear a lot of people coming up with, boy, it'd be great if subscriptions could work for this or work for that? Or are there things that are on people's wish lists or stuff that, you know, hopefully sometime they'll be able to integrate or um, you might even have your own ideas of what you think you see subscriptions going to or what direction they're going in? So there are lots of things that people want subscriptions to do that it does not do. Um, One of the things that WooCommerce does have is there's an ideas board, which is basically if you have a feature request, you post it there. And like subscriptions has like hundreds of suggestions there. Um, One of the really big requests I see is having a shipping and billing schedule that is different. So basically like say you want to charge them every three months, but ship it to them every month. 
Um, that's something that like subscriptions on it on its own doesn't handle. There's a couple other plugins like Automate Woo can make it do that. Um, but a lot of people are like, I just want subscriptions to do that. Well, okay, here's 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 a last question. Let's do this. And of course you'd have to answer it with something you could share that wouldn't be too bizarre, but through all of this time through subscriptions, has there, you know, has there been one that really stood out? You thought, wow, that's that's a really interesting way to use subscriptions. I would have never thought of selling this kind of product or service in subscriptions. Anything come to mind? I know I'm put, kind of putting you on the spot there, and I don't want you to have to share something that's, you know, uh, maybe not um, PG rated or something, but. Um. <laughs> I do have a PG rated example. There's lots of non PG rated examples. Like at this point, uh, if I'm like looking at someone's site, I'm not even paying attention to whatever they're selling. I'm paying attention to like what's happening on the site. But um, this is actually a local-ish to me site. Um, in like the next province over, there is a fish market that sells a subscription to fish. And basically they what they do is you can subscribe to like get fish regularly and like there's a pickup in my city for example so like if i wanted to buy fish regularly i could subscribe to fish at this website mm. is that like uh, is it like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just thinking about that is it like a variety the fish of the month or something or i i don't remember because it was like a couple years ago that i was looking at their site but i was just like that's so cool i think it's like um so i live in new brunswick and nova scotia is like a province that's connected to us and there's a lot of different fishing um for example lobster lots of lobster fishing here so like for example you could probably get a subscription to lobster <laughs> hey bob this could i mean you're at the the northeast over there you got a lot of fish a lot of yeah, fishing. I, I, clams everybody digs clams here i i won't go out and Clam. do that but they dig clams oysters, that's what they west coast oysters yeah, yeah. They, they they're they're the big clam diggers on our beaches is what mm -hmm. it is so it's um people love doing it i i can watch them afar and think of how wonderful that is standing out there in that weather yeah, whatever. Well, you, you could subscribe <laughs> and it would just show up at your doorstep. Yeah, right yep. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, yeah, this has been cool. Um, I knew this would be fun and we had to end it with something a little bit uh, fishy or something. But anyway, <laughs> whatever. That was bad. That I know. Was that going was, downhill quick. Yeah, this yeah. is going downhill quick. I think it's time for Bob to um, wrap this up here, actually. So, so um, be before we head out first let people know where they can connect with you um on twitter my username is fevered and that's usually the best place to reach me excellent cool well let me just do a quick thank you again to our sponsor woocommerce as brad said you can find a lot there and um you can find sarah there that's even more sure. special. So you, next time you go on support, you never know. You know, you may be getting the 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 prize gem over there in in support. Well, I'm sure there's wonderful people in support, but maybe you'll be lucky enough to get Sarah. And then, of course, PayPal. Uh, do check out their paying for. Brad went over that very well at the beginning, but yeah, if you are a builder and you have clients, you know, this is a no brainer. In fact, it might even make you look pretty, pretty cool to them. If you bring that up and say, Hey, let's, let's drop that on there and see how those conversions go. So check that out. And then, uh, yeah, as far as what we have coming up, we have Woo Perspective 
coming up next week. We're going to be, uh, Brad will be on there with my other co-host. We'll be talking more about the site and what's going on with the site as we launch that. Uh, I'll be launching that podcast or that additional podcast seriously here now moving forward. Uh, so that I think that's it. And appreciate Brad. You, you know, I know you had a little bit of a break there. We had some things going on. There was election you had to go to and all sorts of stuff, but I'm glad to see your, your face around. In fact, you're going to be around for the next couple three okay. shows. Yeah. You're going to get sick of me. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Sarah, thank you very much for coming yeah, on. Thanks Sarah. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. It was great.